Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. I'm back. Rudrance for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. Punch the like button, and as always, thank you guys and gals for supporting our channel. Let's talk about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, because he's taking on one now that, as we know, if you pay attention to anything, you know this is the person that is in the background that I believe many of us believe is the uh, puppet master over a lot of the Democratic socialist endeavors certainly helping fund certain radical entities like Ted Wheeler in Portland, George Gas George Gascon in LA, Cory Bush, and probably several others out there. There look there was speculation that he had even funded Antifa to come into Louisville during the Brianna Taylor saga. And I'm talking about George Soros. We all know who that is. Well, Soros has decided he's going to create, in fear, let's be real, because the Democrats are losing the Hispanic vote in droves. They're going away, disappearing. George Soros is trying to get that back, so he created a Hispanic media company. And just like clockwork, no hesitation, Ron DeSantis goes on the attack. Um, and, and I love seeing this. DeSantis seems to be pretty fearless, to be quite honest with you. I mean, we could we could go through the laundry list of endeavors that he has directly jumped in front of. And, I, you know, I list a lot of them on these Ron DeSantis videos, but I also forgot about the one where you've got the protection out there that if protesters are blocking you, uh, you don't have to let them harm you. You can just, like, drive your car right on through. <laughs> uh, may not exactly be that, 
but it's protection against the everyday citizen in case you turn the corner and, ta-da, Antifa and Black Lives Matter is standing in the middle of a Florida street. I forget about that one a lot. Let's get to this. Daily caller, but at this point, it's everywhere else. Warning, DeSantis campaign hits back at Soros-funded Hispanic media company. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' re-election campaign hit back at newly launched Latino media network, which is funded by an entity associated with the Soros Management Fund. And look, this is what Soros does. He sets up all these different funds and PACs around the country so his money can funnel out to all the appropriate radical entities that need to uh, get a little financial backing. And we know that's exactly what he's doing. He's a billionaire. Let's be real. The campaign released a, quote, Alerta advertisement in Spanish late Monday on Hispanic radio stations WAQI AM and WQBA AM with warning to listeners of a, quote, ideological agenda from the left. According to a statement obtained by the Daily Caller, quote, warning voters, the left is taking control of our media. An English translation reads, quote, Billionaire George Soros, known for financing extreme leftist causes, is now financing the purchase of Hispanic radio stations right here in Miami. Soros has teamed up with Biden supporters to buy this station from Televisa Univision. Warning, they are coming with their ideological agenda. Soros and his minions know what this community represents in the fight against socialism. Yeah, A lot of people came out of Cuba down there. They know exactly what socialism is. In America, this community will not get confused. Quote, under Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, leadership, Florida is standing against corporate media and leftist disinformation. The ad continues. The Latino media network founded by former Obama administration staffer Stephanie Valencia and Jess Morales Raquetto, a former Obama and Clinton campaign staffer, should any of this surprise you, is taking over 18 radio stations in 10 cities throughout the country in a $60 million cash deal with Television Univision. Axios first reported Lake Star Finance, an entity associated with the Soros Management Fund, is the leading company's investment along with other prominent Democrats. Radio entrepreneur and investor Tom Castro bought and sold over 50 stations and serves on the board of Nelson Cumulus Media. Al Cardenas, a former chair of the Florida Republican Party and American Conservative Union, also serves as an advisor. DeSantis responded late Monday to Soros Fund Investment warning of their spread of a quote Marxist agenda on the voters. The Soros-funded radical left is running a scheme to manipulate local media in Florida to push their Marxist agenda on voters. In Florida, we reject the professional left and their attempt to infiltrate our state and will always stand for truth and freedom. There is Ron DeSantis. That is his official Twitter page, he put this out. 
The company owns radio stations in Houston, Los Angeles, New York, Dallas, Miami, San Antonio, Chicago, McAllen, Fresno, and Las Vegas, according to Axios. Raquetto and Valencia said the station will reach one-third of the Hispanic population. And this is a direct result of the numbers they're getting back from on Hispanic and Latino voters now. Because many of them, that was, look, that was a large piece of the population that Democrats owned for a long time. And it is crumbling right before our very faces. Many Hispanics know exactly what socialism look like, looks like. And they're not down with it. They're not having it. Not only that, don't want to see police defunded. If they're here legally, they don't want illegals in here. That's sort of a misconception a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, Mexicans that live here <laughs> legally don't want illegals here. That's a thing. It's a thing nobody's supposed to talk about, but it's a thing. Uh, Latinos, Hispanics, very religious. You know what the left is trying to do? Go all non-religious on us. Take away those religious values and freedoms. Well, the Hispanics and Latinos are not down with that. And Ron DeSantis is very smart, and he's not waiting. He sees a problem like this, and he's going after it. First thing, let me, let me answer this Soros-funded campaign by putting this out there to as many Hispanics and Latinos as I can get it to. Soros is a, he's a danger. I mean, let's be real, okay? Uh, we know what this is. Uh, the left loves to make fun of people because of, Sor you know, Republicans and Soros. Yeah, he's the GD boogeyman. He's Michael Myers with a wallet. That's a thing. Except instead of going after Haddonfield, he's going after America. That's also a thing. Look, you know, Trump once said, you know, I'm not trying to keep them from getting me. I'm trying to keep them from getting you. Trump, DeSantis, that's the kind of dudes we need in front of guys like Soros and his agenda. Man, all these radicals, you wonder where they get funded? You wonder where they get their money? That's who you're talking about right there. Takes like a guy like Ron DeSantis to not wait, not hesitate. Let's go right back on the attack. Disney. Woke agendas, anti-woke act, fatherhood act, dropped it, didn't wait, just put it out there, brought in Tony Dungy, didn't wait, took away good uh, Disney self-governing status, all these things. I mean, Tampa Bay Rays, you want to make a political statement about guns? No, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I veto your $35 million package for your new facility. I mean, DeSantis just doesn't wait. He doesn't wait. He's not going to wait for anybody's approval. If he feels like it is squeezing our conservative values, he immediately starts fighting back. Uh, look, I mean, look, there's some good conservative governors out there, even like Greg Abbott, that could learn a thing or two from Ron DeSantis. I'm just keeping it real. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now.
Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be talking about Joseph Biden, the man that is occupying the Oval Office, a man that wants to violate your constitutional rights. This man believes that, you know, gun control will solve the problems of mass shootings. And folks, we know that is not the case. We know that criminals are going to be criminals no matter what the law is, because they're criminals. It's just that simple. But Joe Biden and these uh, leftists out there, they don't seem to get the memo. You're not going to stop crime by trying to take away the rights of the law abiding citizens. That's not the way it works. For example, folks, drugs are illegal in this country. Illegal. Crack cocaine, illegal. You can't buy it anywhere. But guess what, folks? Those illegal drugs still get in this country every single day. And people use those drugs every single day. No matter what kind of drug laws actually does exist. It's going to be the same thing with um, with guns. Guns aren't the problem. People are the problem. However, now, guys, we know that uh, Joe Biden is now calling for um, more restrictions on your um, constitutional rights to bear arms. But now Joe Biden is exposed as a hypocrite. What if I told you guys back in 1985, Joe Biden was sounding like me right now. I'm not making it up, guys. Check this out over here on Breitbart. Joe Biden admitted in 1985 criminals will get firearms with or without gun control. This is 1985 Joe Biden. And 1985, Joe Biden was absolutely right. And guess what, folks? He actually worked with Republicans on this. Let's read some of this, guys. On July 9th, 1985, during debate over the Firearm Owners Protection Act, Senate Judiciary Committee member Joe Biden, Democrat from Delaware, sided with the NRA and argued criminals can get guns with or without gun control. And I'm willing to bet, folks, if you probably asked Joe Biden today in 2022, he would probably deny that because we know that Joe Biden is a liar. He's been lying for forever during his political career. NBC News notes the Judiciary Committee concurred with the Republican majority in support of FOPA, then passed it on the Senate floor by a lopsided 79 to 15 vote. Biden voted for FOPA, which NBC News describes as a piece of legislation that, quote, allowed dealers to sell rifles, shotguns and ammunition through the mail and eventually the Internet. Now, I want to address um, actually buying guns on the Internet. When I bought my gun yesterday, I went to the website first. I can actually buy the gun on the Internet. But guess what? It can't be shipped to my home. It has to actually go to the store. And when you get to the store, you still got to go through the same background check. Just throwing that out there. It goes on. They noted that FOPA also limited federal inspections of firearms dealers while allowing them to sell guns at gun shows which helped them grow in size and popularity and made it easier for private collectors 
to sell guns without obtaining obtaining a federal dealer's license, which would play a role in what uh, later became known as the gun show loophole. And prior to voting for voting for FOPA, Biden actually argued in defense of it. But now he wants to um, have a change of heart on that. And he wants to get some um, Republicans like uh, Mitch McConnell, who needs to be voted out of office to take away your Second Amendment rights. The congressional record for the Senate on July 9th, 1985, quotes Biden describing FOPA as, quote, a balanced piece of legislation that protects the rights of private gun owners while not infringing on law enforcement's ability to deal with those who misuse guns or violate laws. Now, we know that uh, Beijing Biden today, he hates the police. He added, quote, during my 12 and a half years as a member of this body, I have never believed that additional gun control or federal uh, registration of guns will reduce crime. I'm convinced that a criminal who wants a firearm can get one through illegal, non-traceable, unregistered sources with or without gun control. That is Beijing Biden back in 1985. On June 2nd, 2022, which was yesterday, Joe Biden pushed eight different gun controls, including an entire ban on a politically defined category of firearms which Democrats call, quote, assault weapons. But they can't even define what an assault weapon is. Boy, I'm wondering now, man, what Joe Biden would have to say about this now that this information is out here. It sounds like, you know, he's a completely different person now, guys. It sounds like he's a completely different person. You know what? Back in the day, uh, Joe Biden was considered a moderate Democrat. Now he's full blown leftist. He's pandering to the far left of his party. And we have seen his approval rating go straight in the trash because this man today is a trash human being. Trash. Doesn't believe in the Constitution. Doesn't want to secure the border. You got illegal fentanyl coming across the border. And guess what? People are getting fentanyl. They're using all kinds of drugs, even though drugs are illegal. In this country. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. Hit the like button. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching. By the way, we have a new members video up on blackandwhitenetwork.com where I did a reaction to the gay bar in Dallas and all the videos that came with that. I did a reaction on most of them, including the black protester, the patriot that was brutally harassed by those people uh, outside of that gay bar. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, so, let's get to this. This is this is how they're going to do it. Okay? If they can't just out and out try to ban your AR-15, 
They're going to try to make it so hard for you to purchase one. And what they're trying to do here is take this out of the hands of the everyday blue-collar American. That's what they're trying to do here with this little bit of sneakiness that is massive. Um, man, a thousand percent tax on the purchase of AR-15s. Trying to get clever with this shit. Any way to take away what they continue to call the Assault Rifle 15, which is not what this is. It's not what this is called. It's not what AR stands for. Um, you know, I find overwhelmingly that people that don't know about guns, that, that are against guns, don't know about guns and don't really want to learn about them. Take some time to learn about them. Daily Wire. Daily Wire. A key House Democrat is floating a 1,000% tax on AR-15s and similar rifles as part of his party's latest bid to push gun control in the wake of recent mass, mass shootings. Representative Donald Breyer of Virginia, who sits on the House Ways and Means Committee, told Business Insider that increasing the cost of rifles tenfold could be a deterrent to mass shooters. I don't know how. I absolutely have no idea. Uh, the tax could raise the price of the rifles to anywhere from $5,000 to as much as 20000 So they're going to let these people that are already intending to break the law now just, uh, they'll go to the black market. If they want to obtain these guns, they're going to be able to obtain them no matter what. And, and that's... And that's the, the dirty little secret Democrats don't want out. You're not, prevent, you're not going to prevent these shootings. You are not. Okay? Um, now, what you can do is put measures in place to make sure that when one of these assholes show up at your school, you've got the ability to gun the some bitches down. Let's just be real. Okay? Um, I saw somebody say something to the effect of, we really don't want to have to arm our teachers, do we? Our teachers don't want to be put in that position. So you think your teacher would rather not be able to protect the students or themselves? Is that what we're getting at? You don't want them to have the ability when push comes to shove and it's time, it's go time. They can't, they can't actually defend those students and themselves, man. That's, and now that's caring about people, isn't it? Quote, what it's intended to do is to provide another creative way to actually make some sensible gun control happen, Breyer said. Quote, I think that a 1,000% fee on assault weapons is just a kind of restrictive measure that creates enough fiscal impact to qualify for reconsolidation. A final draft of Breyer's bill is not yet complete and is unclear when the tax would take effect and what the avid added revenue would fund although one possibility is a restitution program for family members of victims killed in shootings Breyer said that law enforcement agencies and u.s military wouldn't be subject to the tax the lawmaker added that he believes his bill can clear the house where democrats hold a clear majority and bypass the filibuster in the senate where vice president kamala harris could cast the deciding vote wow and I guess this is the douchebag that is uh, offering up this bill. 
Breyer's plan is to pass the bill through reconciliation, uh, reconciliation, which would allow it to bypass the 60-vote threshold for breaking the filibuster. It is a tax proposal. It could meet the requirement for reconciliation. An estimated 20 million AR-15-style rifles are in circulation in the U.S., and about 20% of all new firearm purchases meet the description. Okay, well, that's that's something to look at right there. Okay, I understand we've had some incidents over the last few years. 20 million of these guns are in circulation right now, and and you've had very, very outlier incidents, once again, that could have been prevented if there were actual uh, staffs armed there, whether it was police or or. or ex-law enforcement, ex-military, teachers being armed, all these sort of things, only one point of entry, all these sort of things that could help prevent this sort of situation in schools. 20 million of these are in circulation, and you've had some very outlier events. Wow. And about 20% of all new firearm purchases meet the description. President Biden has called for a ban on what the left often describes as assault weapons, although the term is not a technical firearm definition. A bill proposed by Representative Dave Sillying of Rhode Island defines assault weapons as military-style rifles, including those with, quote, a magazine that is not a fixed ammunition magazine and has one or more military characteristics, including a pistol grip, a forward grip, a barrel shroud, a threaded barrel, or a folding telescoping stock. <laughs> what good does any of that do? None of that has to do with a crazy wanting to shoot a gun. <laughs> the gun itself, once again, is not the one doing the killing. Democrats have also proposed ra- raising the age to buy AR-15 style rifles from 18 to 21. Recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas, were carried out by 18-year-old men with AR-15-style rifles, including a mass shooting in Philadelphia Saturday night was carried out by multiple suspects with handguns. See? My God. Quote, we need to ban assault weapons, high-capacity magazines. Biden said last week, if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21, strengthen background checks. Breyer also called for imposing new taxes on high-capacity magazines that can carry more than 10 rounds of ammunition. The definition of an assault weapon in Breyer's bill closely mirrors a measure that Dave Cillian, Cicilline or Lunn, of Rhode Island is pushing. That bill would ban weapons that have at least one Military characteristic like a pistol grip or forward grip. Republicans have historically resisted new gun control measures, claiming the criminals will not abide by them, and they will not. And in nearly every mass shooting, existing laws were broken or the suspect should have been flagged. But in the wake of recent shootings, some members of the GOP have signaled a willingness to consider new laws. So, and we really don't know where all Republicans sit on this, do we? I know a few Republicans actually that support the 18 to 21 uh, age, age raising. I don't know what that does. I don't. I, I can't seem to get a what is the actual purpose of doing that. 
I'm not sure I understand, okay? And it seems I can't get that answer from people that support that move, you know? And look, in a lot of families, the 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 responsible gun owning families, you know, they've they've taught their kids how to use these rifles, you know, at all kinds of ages, right? I mean, it's it's part of the family. They go out shooting. It's a family event. Okay, it's it's akin to going to the movies, okay? And it's funny how disconnected Democrats are to, like, rural America and sort of the things that are done in rural America, like I'm in rural East Texas. Um, I don't see how any of this does anything to prevent a psycho from purchasing a gun illegally and then going to a school and attempting to commit a mass shooting. I don't know how any of that helps. I don't think it does. If they're if they got that intent, then they're going to be able to probably move forward with that action. It's the reaction that has to do with some proaction by allowing people to defend themselves. That's a big deal here. People have got to be able to defend themselves against criminals. You're and and for some reason, Democrats want people to not be able to defend themselves. I wonder why that is. I really do. I've got all kinds of thoughts that I can't put on YouTube. Maybe I'll make a video for the um, the website for that. But uh, let's put it this way: I don't want. I don't think they want you to be able to defend yourself if push comes to shove. Truly. Peace. I'm out. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, They've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be talking about Joe Biden because Joe Biden yet again has called for Congress to violate your rights. Yes, your Second Amendment rights. 
Joe Biden and other leftists, they want to take away your rights to bear arms. And truly, folks, I truly do believe that they want to do what Justin Castro, I mean, Justin Trudeau up in Canada did, where he is essentially banned nine millimeter guns from being purchased by Canadians. He has cut off the market in Canada. He is now acting once again like a dictator. He loves Fidel, Fidel Castro. And Joe Biden, he wants that for you, too. He wants to take away your guns. The law-abiding citizen, he wants to take away your guns. Now, law-abiding citizens aren't the ones committing crimes. The criminals are committing crimes. This is insane. Check this out. Biden says Second Amendment is not absolute and called to reinstate assault weapons ban. Now, what is an assault weapon? What is it? And the Second Amendment, folks, this is what it says. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And it says here, what what does it really mean? The right to bear arms generally refers to a person's right to possess weapons over the years. The Supreme court has interpreted the constitution's right to bear arms as an individual self-defense right, making it very difficult for Congress to regulate guns. Now I believe that uh, Joe Biden truly wants to ban nine millimeters. He wants to do that. And guys, I don't think he's really going to be able to do that. So now he's calling for other stuff. But I do believe, man, if Democrats had more of a majority. Boy. The nine millimeters would be banned. It would be an all out ban. And the criminals. They're going to have more weapons and you're going to be unarmed. This is insane. It says here on Fox News. Joe Biden said the Second Amendment is not absolute in his speech Thursday following a wave of mass shootings across the nation, pleading with uh, pleading with Congress to pass what he called, quote, common sense gun control legislation. What is common sense? What is that? Because what Joe Biden is proposing is definitely not common sense because he's going after you, the law abiding citizen. Folks, it's a great day if you are a criminal in Canada. Because now the people in Canada, they're not going to really be able to protect themselves when the criminals have the guns. And that's what Joe Biden wants here. But it says also, um, including reinstating an assault weapons ban, which we already kind of briefly talked about, requiring background checks and limiting magazine capacity. Now, I want to go to this uh, background check thing here, okay? Today, I went out and I bought a 9mm semi-automatic um, Beretta. Very similar to the one that we actually used in the Navy. Um, I felt pretty comfortable um, with that uh, weapon. And guess what? I had to do a background check in Texas. In Texas, we have constitutional carry. Because... The Constitution is not supposed to limit you on having a license or the type of weapon you can buy. I already read you what the Constitution says, and I do believe in a Constitution. 
I actually had to fill out the paperwork on a computer and do a background check. And at first they told me, well, you're not eligible. You, you can't do it. It's saying that you can't do it. And I was like, uh, why? I think I accidentally checked that um, I was on the run from the law. Of course, I wasn't. So I had to go back and do the paperwork again. And guess what? You get an FBI background check. Mine came back clear. I was able to buy the weapon and come home. So background checks already exist. Joe Biden speaking from the cross hall of the White House told Americans that the issue of restricting gun access, access to guns, quote, is one of conscience and common sense. Well, he's restricting gun access to you. This will not stop one single criminal from getting guns because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Joe Biden doesn't want to protect the border. And we got legal weapons coming from across the border. Says here, quote, for so many of you at home, I want to be very clear. This is not about taking away anyone's guns. Well, that's what you're doing. You're trying to stop people from getting guns. He says, quote, it's not about vilifying gun owners. In fact, we believe we should be treating responsible gun owners as an example of how every gun owner should behave. Then why are you going after people that aren't criminals? This is not solving the problem, Joe Biden. He goes on. I respect the culture, the tradition, the concerns of lawful gun owners. No, you don't. At the same time, the Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you guys this before. The states. After the American Revolution, they weren't even states. They were called 13 independent nations. There were 13 different countries. And then those countries created the federal government. The federal government did not create the states. Ladies and gentlemen, I truly do believe that the founding fathers would never actually wanted the United States to have a huge federal government like we have now. Because guys, guess what? There is a reason why Robert E. Lee, for example, when it came to um, the American Civil War, there's a reason why he didn't want to go fight for the Union. It had nothing to do with being being racist or anything like that. He said he refused to raise arms against his home state of Virginia. That was the reason why, because when you think of the United States of America, like people today. Back in those days. People looked at their states as their country more than the federal government. I guess you can kind of say it's like the uh, European Union in a way. Like France's own country, they're not looking at the European Union. So essentially kind of like the, um, the United States now, the government is so big. It's taken over, you know, the states. If you went all the way back to the Civil War times, it wasn't like that. People were more patriotic to their states instead of the United States. It's just a reality here. But what Joe Biden is proposing, 
is nothing more than violating your rights again. And uh, also yesterday, there was another gunman also found out about this. A gunman killed four and then himself at the Natalie Medical Building at St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Joe Biden goes and says other stuff here, too. But all he's doing is proposing is to violate your constitutional rights. So you can't get arms. So you can't protect yourself. Yes, I was a little bit motivated today to actually go out and um, buy a gun. It is my constitutional right. And folks, I do believe in a constitution. If you want to buy, build a nuclear weapon, you should be able to do it. But guess what? Almost nobody can afford to do it. <laughs> Let's be real. That's why you don't see people uh, with nuclear weapons. And I would recommend, um, you know, building one anyway. I wouldn't. But Joe Biden just wants to infringe more on your gun rights. It's just not a day for the criminals. And even if Congress did pass a ban on quote unquote assault weapons, what is an assault weapon, Joe Biden? What is it? A lot of people actually think that like a AR-15 actually stands for assault rifle. No, it does not. That is a made up fake term right there. Beto O'Rourke, who wants to uh, be governor of Texas, which he has no shot. He said, yeah, we're going to come after your AR-15s. He said that. And Joe Biden's so stupid that he said a nine millimeter can blow your lungs out. This man doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no idea what he's talking about. There's probably a whole bunch of Democrats out there, you know, virtue signaling. And they know absolutely nothing about guns. Zero. They don't know anything. But they do know how to violate your constitutional rights. And it needs to stop. And I know you got Republicans over there that are um, in cahoots with Democrats on trying to violate your constitutional rights. Mitch McConnell. You people in Mitch McConnell state, you guys need the primary of this guy. Get him out. John, John Cornyn here in, um, in Texas, in Houston. I believe he's another one also that would probably collude with the Democrats to violate your constitutional rights. Get these guys out. Primary these people, get them out. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Black and white network fans, we are back with another video. And as you guys know, the Democrats have the majority in the House of Representatives. They have a 12 seat lead in the House. That's not a lot. It's actually a 220 seats to 208. Now, the midterm elections are coming up and the Democrats are projected to get demolished in the midterms. Critical race theory, uh, pushing uh, sexual ideology on children. 
This will be the undoing of Democrats. Now, I don't know what Democrat strategists thought this was a good idea to go after children. What was going on in the, um, the strip club in Dallas? That is a huge red, red flag. And I'm pretty sure a lot of Democrat voters don't like that. When you go up, go after children, you are done. You are cooked. Now, CNN has a projection for the U.S. House of Representatives during the midterm elections, folks. And it definitely seems like there will be a red wave. Over here on Breitbart, CNN's Inton polling shows GOP will take huge House majority best position in 80 years. And the Democrats, they did this to themselves. They did it to themselves. We know that the party is already left leaning, but they have went so far to the left. And people are noticing. People are really noticing. Beijing Biden is destroying his country from the Oval Office, inflation and our gas prices. You know, a lot of people see that. And I was actually watching a video a few days ago where. This uh, black guy was going around and asking black people, who do they miss more? Well, I, I should say, do they miss Trump or are they happy with Biden? And folks, these black people were saying, well, I had a little bit more money in my pocket when Trump was in office. And not only that, they weren't really big fans of Joe Biden either. Now, I'm not saying that these people were necessarily um on board with Trump, but they see the damage that's being done. Democrats are going to get demolished here. Let's read some of this. CNN senior data reporter Harry Enten said Monday on the lead that Republicans will win a massive majority in the U.S. House of Representatives in the November midterm elections. Anchor Jake Tapper said, quote, if you are a you are a Republican running for reelection or trying to unseat a Democrat, things are looking pretty good, right? Inten said, quote, I would say they're looking very good from the historical context. Basically, I took the best Republican positions on the generic congressional ballot at this point in the midterm cycles since 1938. That generic ballot basically is, quote, would you vote for the generic Republican or generic Democrat in your district? And guess what? Since 1938, the Republican two point lead on the generic congressional ballot is the best position for the Republicans at this point in any midterm cycle in over 80 years. Wow. It beats 2010 when Republicans were up a point. It beats 2014, 2002, 1998, where Democrats led by a point. And in all of the, those four prior examples that make that make this list of the top five. Look at that. Who won a majority? It was the Republicans who won a majority. He added, quote, now, of course, the election is not being held tomorrow. And we'll see. Sometimes history isn't always prologue. But my estimate for the 2023 House makeup. Now, check this out. If the election were held today which again, it isn't. We still have five months, five months from tomorrow where Republicans, um, 236 seats to 241 seats, Democrats, 
194 to 199. That's based off a formula of seat to seat race ratings uh, from the Cook Political Report and Inside Elections. Tapper said that is a stopping or that would be a stopping. Hinton said, yes, it would. My goodness, guys. So the projections here, this is from CNN. Said Republicans could probably have 241 seats and Democrats only 199. So right now, the Democrats have a 12 seat majority. Not a lot. If it goes the way that CNN is saying, the Republicans will stop them bit time and have, you know, roughly a 40 or 50 seat majority. This is just the House. I don't know about the Senate uh, because technically, guys, there's actually more Republicans in the Senate than Democrats. It is actually, I believe, um, 50 uh, Republicans and 48 Democrats. But there's two independents that actually caucus with uh, Democrats. So therefore, tiebreaker goes to um, the Democrats if Kamala Harris needs to vote. But it doesn't look like that's going to last. And that's why you see. Democrats are going after guns now. They're they're playing the race card because that's all they have to run on is the race card. They're going to make up false allegations of racism, that kind of thing. And they still want to push January 6th because they know that commission will go away as soon as the Republicans end up with the majority in the House. And so they're trying to push everything that they can about January 6th. And people, the American people, they're not buying this anymore. The American people don't care about the January 6th committee. The Democrats and the never Trumpers are trying to keep pushing that. Kind of funny how they never investigated um, all of the rioting and violence and death in 2020 that was coming from the left. But they want to keep the focus on January 6th. But once um, the midterms come, they lose that majority. Man, they can just kiss uh, January 6th goodbye. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe, punch the like button, and as always, thank you guys and gals for supporting our videos. Let's talk about Joe Biden being mad as Hades. Why? Because he's frustrated and seething that his approval ratings are less than Donald Trump. Wah. Cry us a river. You've got nobody to blame but your socialist leftist politics yourself inflation the border afghanistan uh woke not backing the police um 
listening to way too many progressives and their extreme ideologies. You've lost moderates in your own party. People like Bill Maher coming out slamming things that this administration has done. Plain and simple. Losing people like Elon Musk. I mean, you, you're even got, you even got jammed up by Jeff Bezos. Think about that. Even CNN is now calling out Biden on some things. Um, I'm fairly confident that these people do not want Joe Biden running for a second term. But who the hell else you got? Uh, so let's get to Joe Biden. He's mad as hell. And unfortunately, look, I would laugh about this, uh, but it's our country that's paying the price right now. Um, and, uh, you know, he was supposed to bring everybody together. Does anybody remember that bullshit lie? He went from bringing everybody together to ultra MAGA extreme party, which we capitalize on. We appreciate that. Joe Biden, Breitbart frustrated and seething. Joe Biden angry about flailing presidency flopping around like a fish on the bank. President Joe Biden is getting more frustrated by his failing, flailing presidency, according to another report in the establishment media. Politico's Jonathan Lehmeyer cites five White House officials and Democrats close to the Biden administration who point to, quote, the greatest short source of the West Wing frustration coming from behind the resolute desk. That's a quote. Biden is exasperated. The report says that his approval ratings are below former President Donald Trump's. (laughs) The report also notes Biden is, quote, far more prone to salty language behind the scenes than properly known and erupted over the optics of the baby formula shortages. Yeah, that's the other issue. Gas prices, good God. The list goes on and on. Politico reports... Adds to other recent stories outlining Biden's flailing presidency, including an NBC report detailing a frustrated president reminding his staffers he is the president, GD it, and a CNN story detailing his messaging struggles online despite a team of over 70 people dedicated to online strategy. Those closest to Biden, including his wife, Jill Biden, and his sister, Valerie Biden-Owens, have urged the White House staff to loosen up the restraints on the president and allow him to get back on the road. One person close to the president, the report cites, urges staff to, quote, let Biden be Biden, despite his multiple gaffes. Oh, God. The report also notes that Biden did not want to meet with Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, rejecting proposals of meeting out of principle. Biden called the Saudi Arabia a, quote, pariah during his presidential campaign and vowed to treat them as such. But he might relent as the West desperately needs more oil from the Saudis as gas prices continue to rise through the summer. How about you bring us back to energy independence, you SOB? At this point, Biden's presidency is an abject failure. It's the worst. He makes Jimmy Carter look good. I mean, who could have possibly have said that? At least you knew Jimmy Carter legitimately cared about people. 
I don't think Joe Biden cares about anything but getting his pocketbook fat, okay, from uh, some uh, hunter dealings, let's put it that way. High inflation, record high gas prices, an extended baby formula shortage, long-lasting border crisis, extended Russian war in Ukraine, recent mass shootings under his watch only exasperated Biden further as he has unrealistically demanded full-scale gun control as a response. Not going to happen, Busta. That's not happening. Uh, I think it's funny that Joe Biden is exasperated, but you remember on the campaign trail, I'm going to bring America together. No. No, in fact, I, I truly believe a lot of Democrats have left that party, the moderate par- party. They look around. Nobody's there for him, right? Uh, everybody's went radical left. He's got people like Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ahan Omar, AOC, all these people behind the scenes pulling him like a puppet like this. He's got all these radical left-wing agendas. That solar panel uh, law that he tried to pass yesterday or did pass or did sign, what a complete joke that is. And what makes it a joke is your priority to do that when we've got a gas prices crisis. The gas prices are insane. They're nuts. That affects everyday blue-collar Americans. And that's the Democrats' massive issue now. Okay? They can only relate to radicals. They've completely left behind the blue-collar, hard-working Americans, the people in Iowa and places like that that used to vote for them, those votes are Republican now. Those votes are gone forever. I mean, it's it's the, that because their priorities are not with hard-working Americans. And when they say they are, nobody believes it. I mean, you can't have, you cannot have a baby shortage formula, a, a baby formula shortage crisis. In this country. You can't. And you've got all these motherfuckers coming up right now. These migrants. 15,000 of them. And they're like. We're coming from Venezuela. Well don't bother coming here. Because Joe Biden's. Driving us right down the road to be in Venezuela. We're going to be a third world. Socialist shithole. And he's to blame for it. And honestly. I mean I thought. I thought it would even go better than it's gone. It has been an unbelievable nightmare of epic proportions. I can't wait till either Trump or DeSantis hands him or whoever the other next puppet, the the socialist step in there. I can't wait till he hands them. uh, Either one of them hands the Democratic Party their ass. Plain and simple. Oh, he's mad. You're mad. Really? Try being an everyday, hardworking American. Bitch, that's furious. All right? That's furious. Y'all got y'all's heads up your asses up there in the White House right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. I um, I kind of lost it in this video, but, you know, I mean, I just find this to be... It's funny that he's mad and he's, but you got nobody to blame for yourself. You can't kowtow it down to every extremist on the left and think Americans are going to approve of that. 
Go F yourself twice just to be sure. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video. We're going to be talking about AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC is an idiot. I think we all know that. She is a woke lunatic. She's a socialist. She's a Marxist. We know this. But, folks, when it comes to the social aspect of AOC, she's radical across the board, but her Social stances are pretty dangerous, very, very dangerous to the fabric of us being human beings. And we know that the far left, they hate the terms male and female. These people believe that um, men can be women and women can be men, even though they can't define what a woman is. They can't define what a man is. They say you can be whatever you want to be, even though biology says quite the opposite. You can't. It's just a fact. But AOC. Divulging more into um, this wokeness. Was talking about um, language. She says that language is fluid. Now, AOC, I don't know if she actually speaks Spanish, but I grew up in Texas. So I grew up around a lot of Mexican-Americans. I can actually speak some Spanish. I actually uh, took some uh few years in high school of Spanish, and I know that Spanish is definitely a gendered language. There's no doubt about it. The O at the end of a word is the masculine form, and the A at the end of the word is the feminine form. That is the way it is. But AOC, who is a loudmouth leftist Latina, yeah, I said Latina. I don't use the word Latinx or Latinx. And by the way, folks, I don't even think these people on the left know even even know how they actually want to say that word. I hear Latinx. I hear Latinx. It's not even a real word anyway. And by the way, folks, um, only like two percent of Hispanic people even use the word Latinx or Latinx. But uh, check this out on Breitbart. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Gender is fluid. Language is fluid. No, it's not. And no, it's not. But uh, let's read some of this. Both gender and language are fluid. Far left representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat socialist from New York, said on Sunday while discussing discussing gender inclusivity in Spanish language, defining the terms, defining the use of the terms Latinx, Latinx and Latin. I've never heard of that. Or is it Latine? I have no idea what that last word is. This is the first time I've actually heard it, folks. This is how crazy these people have gotten. If you go anywhere outside of the United States of America, if you go to uh, Cuba, if you go to Spain itself, and they actually call it uh, Castillo, Castellano, I believe, over there, instead of um, Espanol, 
but I digress. They don't use those terms. They don't. Quote, also in the spirit of pride, I wanted to have a note on gender inclusivity in Spanish language. Ocasio-Cortez said in a video posted as an Instagram story, taking issue with those who find gender neutral terms such as Latinx, Latinx as problematic. Well, it's problematic because it's not even a real word. It is not. This is a made up term by the woke left, you know, because they hate gender. But yet we're supposed to believe all women. I don't know how that works out. Quote, people sometimes like to make a lot of drama over the term Latinx, Latinx, she said, asserting that people are attempting to find other gender neutral terms prior to Latinx. No, they're not. Nobody was out there trying to do this. Only you far left socialists were trying to implement this in. And it's not even picking up because Hispanic people do not use that word. Now, I find it to be uh, pretty offensive, by the way. Quote, gender is fluid. Language is fluid, she said definitively. And I think people right now are using the E term as a gender neutral in order to be as inclusive as possible. Don't have to uh, make drama over it. I don't know anybody that's using the uh, Latino Latina. I have never heard that word. I don't know one Hispanic person that uses that. Maybe the woke people that keep voting for you in your district, they use it. But people in Texas, they don't use that word. Nobody is trying to get around gendered language because guess what? Gendered language exists. Your name is Alexandria. The feminine form of Alexander. Gendered language has always existed. It always will exist. That is just the way it is. AOC. She goes on, quote, there are some politicians, including Democratic politicians that rail against the term Latinx and Latinx. And they're like, this is so bad. This is so bad for the party, like blah, 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 blah. She began accusing them of being fundamentally selfish of thinking that way. Well, shockingly, folks, there's actually still some Democrats out there with some common sense that aren't necessarily woke. That not. I'm going to bet if you actually ask your average Democrat uh, Hispanic voter, if they even really have heard of the word Latinx or Latinx, most of them probably going to say no. There was actually a video on YouTube, I believe, a few years ago. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Steven Crowder. He was actually going around with his team asking um, Hispanics if they've even heard of the word Latinx. And if they have, do they use it? The vast majority of people don't even use the word. This is something that AOC wants to spread out there because it's an agenda. Goes on, quote, and like it's almost as though it is. It has not um, struck some of these folks that another person's identity is not about your reelection prospects. Like this is not about you, she said. Ninety nine point nine percent of people. Are going to use the actual pronouns and like he, him, she, her based on their sets. Only these woke lunatics out there that AOC panders to is going to get triggered by that. Let's be real. 
they they want you guys to uh, think that the vast majority of people um, think like this. But AOC is not a normal thinking person. This is insane. This is insane. And you people that vote in AOC's district, I guess you guys want to be on board with all of this. But like I said before, I don't know any Hispanic. Any. And there's a bunch of Hispanics in the city I grew up in. This is Texas. I mean, Spanish is the second language of Texas, really. I don't know any, anybody that uses this woke language whatsoever. None whatsoever. I mean, I guess if you want to go with a, um, a gender neutral um, Spanish uh, word, it'd be essay because everybody's an essay. You know, like, que paso ese? Que tal? Yeah, that kind of thing. Nobody's using the word Latinx, but that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, AOC is a hot mess and a moron. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodrance for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe, hit that like button, and as always, thank you guys and gals for supporting our channel. Let's talk about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis because he was on stage at an event with Dave Rubin. Now, of course, Dave Rubin is a uh, conservative pundit, also a gay man, by the way. Nobody talks about that too much. Uh... But he he himself is sort of a narrative breaker, right? Um, so anyway, they were having an event on stage and enter crazy-ass Democratic activist. Democrats and activists, imagine that. I mean, that's not a, a big stretch. Well, Ron DeSantis shut that son of a gun down when he tried to rush the stage. And, of course, he was pissing and moaning over gun control and then I believe there was another one, but I don't know that we have video for that. But this is from The Blaze. Screaming Democrats rush stage at Dave Rubin event with Ron DeSantis. A Democratic candidate for Congress interrupted a live event with Blaze TV host Dave Rubin of the Rubin Report and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in Orlando Thursday evening demanding action on gun violence. So he was doing his best beta auroric here it seems maxwell alondro frost okay a march for our lives organizer wow another stacy abrams who who is running for democratic nomination in florida's 10th congressional district stood up and shouted at desantis as they were speaking on stage at the plaza live yelling floridians are dying I'm going to play a little video from this, too, by the way. The governor was in the middle of an interview with Ruben, who hosted the event as part of his book tour, 
don't burn this country. Well, you better look around, Dave. There's a lot of hot coals on the fire right now. A book criticizing, quote, woke politics, left-wing politics, calling for Americans to live its freest life possible. Governor DeSantis, we're losing 100 people a day to gun violence. Frost says we need to take action on gun violence. A video of the candidate shared to Twitter shows security personnel escorting him away from stage. So, uh, it's a promo- he was, uh, it seems, trying to make a name for himself. Let's watch this. Governor DeSantis, we're losing 100 people stupid. a day due to gun so violence. I think that you're going to have Governor, a Governor, we need you to take action on gun Nobody violence. wants to hear from you. We need to be All right, so he said, nobody wants to hear from you, is what DeSantis said. And here's a quote from Ruben right here directly. Quote, he, him, his bum (laughs) rushed the stage at a sold-out event and started yelling. The entire night was about freedom and liberty. Find something better to protest, perhaps. But either way, thanks for buying tickets, Ruben said. Other Democratic activists who had planned protests at the event interrupted DeSantis and Rubin to make demands for gun control. And maybe this is another one. Let's play it. Governor Ron DeSantis, I have four kids in public school. So she didn't even uh, break the sweat from them. They didn't even acknowledge that. A producer from Ruben's Blaze TV show said there were more than six interruptions throughout the night. Videos posted to social media show activists screaming at the governor. Why don't you care about my life? Anti-gun activists have made fever pitch for gun control after recent mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, and a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. DeSantis, who is running for re-election, is not not the only GOP official to be heckled by left-wing candidates on gun issues. Last week in Texas, Democrat Beto O'Rourke, a.k.a. Beta O'Rourke, disrupted a press briefing on Uvalde's shooting held by Governor Greg Abbott demanding gun control. Earlier Thursday, Rubin had welcomed peaceful protests at the event, provided they did not interfere with the proceedings. After it was all said and done, he brushed off the disruptions. They came, the scream about a bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with the event. They were escorted out, Rubin told the blaze. Frankly, I think they need better hobbies or should look into moving to Seattle or San Francisco. Yeah, they're definitely going to be more well-accepted in those areas than they are in Florida or Texas. Don't come here either. Uh, Man, uh, I love the fact that DeSantis just said, nobody wants to hear from you here, okay? Shut down, goodbye, boom, trap door. You know, Jabba's Palace, trap door on Luke shit, boom, goodbye. See the Rancor monster. 
Uh, yeah, it's this is utterly ridiculous. I mean, this makes Democrats look like fools. It makes them look like extremists. Uh, you know, left-wing lunatic activists. At this point, you can never be too careful because supposed peaceful protesting will get your entire fucking street burnt to the ground. Let's be real, okay? So these guys have to be aware, Dave Rubin and Ron DeSantis, of sort of the mindset of these left-wing assholes when they show up. Wow. I will say this. Governor DeSantis does not play on anything. He doesn't waste time. He doesn't wait for something to become trendy to go after it. Um, if a corporation makes a political statement, boom, he nails them. If he has the ability to nail them, he nails them. I mean, he just nailed Disney. He just nailed the Special Olympics for pushing the vaccine on his participants. He said, nope, not my state. I'll, I'll find the hell out of you. He signed the Anti-Woke Act, the Fatherhood Act, the uh, Parental Rights and Education Act. I mean, this guy is on fire right now. And, of course, he's running for re-election. It's about to be a red tsunami in November uh, when the midterms happen. And look, it's behavior like this from the Democrats is going to get them voted out. People are tired. I can't imagine how many people, moderate Democrats, centrist Democrats, that have thrown their hands up and said, this party's not for me anymore, a la Elon Musk. You know, tell me what you think. Black and White Network supporters, peace, I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. Well, we're going to talk about Pizza Hut. Because when it comes to corporate America, they are always trying to push activism and some kind of agenda. And what's really most disturbing about these agendas these days is a lot of times it is targeting children. It's promoting things to children that many, many, many parents, I believe do not want their children exposed to. Plain and simple, okay? Uh, particularly children of this age group. We're talking about pre-K here. And in case you're wondering what corporate entity we're talking about this time, showing its overt wokeness, it's Pizza Hut. That's right. Yeah, your kids, they're at Pizza Hut. They join a, bo a book group. You're thinking, okay, personal pan pizza. Maybe... Uh, you know, maybe some, some I was going to say Superman, but that's not even safe anymore. I was going to say uh, maybe a Mickey Mouse Donald Duck book. That's not even safe anymore. And I don't even think they show anything from Bugs Bunny anymore because it's considered offensive. Wow, nothing's safe. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely crazy when I got ready to just say that. The Blaze. Pizza Hut's book club promotes drag queen books to pre-K children. Wow. Pizza Hut's book club for young students promotes books to pre-kindergarten children about little kids dressing up as drag queens. The Pizza Hut Book It program started in 1984. The Camp Book It program provides children with free pizza if they complete a monthly reading goal. 
Sounds pretty benign so far. Libs of TikTok, however, very good about exposing agendas. The Libs of TikTok Twitter account revealed that the Pizza Hut Book Club recommends that young children read books about drag queens. Wow. Okay. Let's just go over here. Uh, let's just go over here so we can look at this. This is uh, this is coming in, I guess, to your email. Count book it. Hello there. This June, we are celebrating Pride Month and diversity of the LGBTQ plus community. Wow. These three books explore the uniqueness of every person and explore our individuality and encourage kids to see what makes us different and makes us special. Wow. At Pizza Hut, this is what lives at TikTok had to say. At uh, Pizza Hut, sponsors program which incentivizes kids in pre-K through 6th grade to read books. This week, one of their suggested books is, quote, The Big Wig. A book about a child who becomes a drag performer. And they're not even trying, trying to hide this now. At all. Description. In the spirit of Julian is a mermaid, this uh, reprehensible book celebrates drag kids, individuality, self-confidence, and from a perspective of a fabulous wig. When a children dresses in drag to compete in a neighborhood costume competition, he becomes B.B. Bedazzled. Wow. A key part of B.B. Bedazzled's ensemble is a wig called Wig. Together, they are an unstoppable drag queen team. Oh, Jesus. But Wig feels inadequate compared to other bigger wigs. When Wig flies off BB's head, she goes from kid to kid instilling confidence and inspiring dreams in those who wear her. What the hell? Okay. That is absolutely crazy. Okay, a lot of this is what I just read. For children pre-K through first grade, the Book It program advocates, quote, Be Amazing, a History of Pride book. A book is written by Desmond uh, by Desmond is Amazing, a boy who started attending drag shows at five years old and performed a drag show in front of adults at a gay bar at 11. Holy Jesus. The book description reads, quote, In Be Amazing, drag kid Desmond is amazing, walks you through the history of the LGBTQ community, all while encouraging you to embrace your own uniqueness and ignore the haters. The book club suggests children in kindergarten through third grade read Pride, the history, the story of Harvey Milk and the Rainbow Flag. The description says the book, quote, will help young readers understand pride and diversity as they learn about Harvey Milk and his fight for equality. For the same age bracket of children, Book It recommends Stonewall, a building, an uprising, a revolution. This picture book about Stonewall uprising and beginnings of the battles for the LGBTQ plus rights. The description told from the point of view of the Stonewall Inn, a place where being different was accepted. This book provides important example of standing up for all rights and all people and their rights. Last year for Pride Month, the Book It program promoted LGBTQ plus themed books such as My Prince's Boy, a young boy who wears dresses and tiaras. Pizza Hut's book club also advocates for young children to read 
quote, old enough to save a planet, to inspire students to look at their own communities and make a difference, learn about 12 student activists who are working on climate change in their communities. Okay, so plain and simple, my God, it's a laundry list we could just go through here. This is crazy. By the way, this is owned by the Yum Brands, a Louisville-based restaurant conglomerate that operates more than 54,000 restaurants. And listen to what all the Young Brand has. KFC and Taco Bell. Taco Bell is hosting multiple drag bunch events at restaurants around the U.S. this summer. Holy crap, so much for a Mexi Melt. Wow, this is absolutely unbelievable. This is unbelievable, but this is what we're getting now. Your children cannot even sign up for a book club without you having to be concerned as a parent to what your kids are being exposed to. And that's the real problem. It's been the real problem with Disney. It's the problem with DC. It's the problem with Marvel. It's the problem with all these what you think are children's brands, but they're pushing things that are just flat-ass adult, very adult, things that you don't, we don't expose our children to, you know, and and it's absolutely crazy that these corporations, they are taking it upon themselves. When you start handing out things with this kind of content and you're specifically targeting children, it is a children's program, okay? You are trying to parent some children without the parents knowing. Okay, there's a part of this where they feel like they know a great majority of parents when they're sitting in the boardroom. They're talking and they're, well, a great, great majority of parents may not even see what they're reading. You know, they'll get this and they'll read. They'll go find the book. My God, guys, you're going to have to really stay in tuned with what your kids are exposed to. You're, it's no longer safe to just have them sign up for some random book club at the Pizza Hut or evidently go grab a taco from Taco Bell because there's no telling what kind of crap they're going to be exposed to. Woke corporate America. Okay, we got liberal universities pushing all kinds of activist agendas, extreme radical agendas. We got corporations doing it. Yum Brands, Pizza Hut, Disney, DC Comics. I mean, all of these different entities. And the most disturbing part is for this stuff to be towards children. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Make sure you hit subscribe. Tell me what you think in the comments section. This is just gross. Uh, We have lost the morals in this country... I'm, uh, it's unbelievable where we're at. It's unbelievable how far we have fallen. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be talking about the Daily Wire, Matt Walsh and the new documentary over there on the Daily Wire. What is a woman? Now, guys, this would be a very, very simple answer 10 years ago. 
But for some kind of way, man, we have lost our way and let wokeness take over everything. Now, I watched this documentary uh, today. I was actually um, eating lunch, about to eat lunch, and I said, you know what? Let me check this out. Now, the premiere was actually yesterday. I didn't actually see the premiere. I do have a Daily Wire membership, so I was able to actually go over there and check out the documentary. I really do like Matt Walsh and the guys over at Daily Wire. I like what they do. Well, not everybody likes what the Daily Wire does. Now, the Daily Wire is getting into a bunch of things, you know, outside of politics. They're making movies. Uh, Terror on the Prairie is going to be coming out with Gina Carano because we knew we know that um, Lucasfilm fired her. We're not going to get into that. It was unjust, but I digress. Well, a lot of people did not want the Daily Wire to premiere this uh, documentary on what is a woman. And I'll get a little bit into um, what was actually going on in the documentary since I actually did um, watch it. It exposes a lot of dumb ideologies. It really, really does. I don't know where we went wrong, but we're not on the right path. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. First, check out blackandwhitenetwork.com for exclusive content. Membership plans are available over there on blackandwhitenetwork.com. We have three different membership plans. We post private videos and we also have member live streams. It just starts at $5 per month. You can also get the merch by clicking the shop tab and it's going to take you over to the merch store. Use the discount code USA first, all one word. And you're going to get 25% off your purchase folks. So here we go. Daily wire targeted with DDOS attack after launch of Matt Walsh's what is a woman documentary and left this. They don't know what a woman is. They don't. We actually uh, covered the uh, Kataji Brown Jackson confirmation. She was asked what a woman she said she wasn't a doctor, even though she's a woman, but she doesn't even know what she is. There is a woke ideology out there, folks, that's being pushed on children. And it needs to stop. Guys like Ron DeSantis, man, they are at the forefront of fighting this wokeness. But let's read some of this, guys. The Daily Wire has reported that they are fighting off a sustained DDoS attack, which appears to have been timed in an attempt to disrupt the premiere of their new film, What is a Woman? The malicious cyber attacks apparently started shortly before the actual movie aired. While the live stream, the live streaming platform was still showing the outlet's backstage program, which preceded the, preceded the premiere, and featured Daily Wire hosts discussing the making and meaning of the film. Many people trying to watch encountered difficulty accessing the live stream due to the malicious event. However, according to the Daily Wire itself, the attack hasn't been very successful has notwithstanding the premiere had more viewers than any stream in the history of the site. Wow. Quote, a huge success for an amazing film. Someone doesn't want you to see this movie. See it anyway. Uh, VOD, VOD up now. Um, continue, continued on Jeremy Boring, one of Daily Wire CEOs, invoking the famous Streisand effect in which people's attempts to draw attention away from something 
um, have the exact opposite effect of the one intended. Now, I watched the documentary today, like I said before. And these leftists are out of their minds. And this is a Western creation here, folks, of um, the wokeness where they say that men can be women, women can be men. Matt Walsh went all around the country. He even went to Africa and talked to um, some uh, black East Africans. I believe they were the Mossads, if I'm not mistaken. And folks, their ideology is not like the woke Western people over here. They weren't going for that stuff. Absolutely not. He was actually asking them, um, can a man be a woman and can a, a woman be a man? They were like, absolutely not. And also, folks, they said we have gender roles as a man and as a woman. But the Waltzers out there, and it's, it's interesting in this documentary, folks, when Matt Walsh asked a simple question to these leftists, what is a woman? These people with PhDs and medical degrees want to end the interview. I'm not making this up. They wanted to end the interview because they didn't want to answer that. How is it that you're going to say that a man can be a woman and vice versa, but you don't have the answer? And one of these guys was actually a, um, academic at a university and he got triggered by Matt Walsh asking him the question. And he said he was about to end the interview. Yeah. This is the crazy people out there. Folks, I, I was stunned by some of the stuff I was actually hearing. There was also this um, biological woman who um, transitioned into a man. And it seems like uh, she definitely regretted it. Because now all of the, the drugs and stuff that they put you on, folks, a lot of this stuff ain't really um, tested. We don't know the long-term effects of this stuff. And this woman said that she didn't know how long she was going to live. That's scary, man. That is really, really scary. But these activists out there, and make no mistake about it, guys, it was definitely most likely an activist that went over there and uh, try to actually do this uh, cyber attack on the Daily Wire because they didn't want this information getting out to you guys. This is scary, man. This is really scary. I know what a woman is. A woman is an adult human female. Has different chromosomes than me because I'm a man. Different sex organs. I don't go through menstrual cycles because I'm not a woman. We're different. We're both human beings, but there is a lot of differences between me and a woman. A woman can give birth. Men cannot give birth. But these leftists out there are teaching this to your children to confuse them, to put them on, you know, hormone blockers and stuff. And folks, if you watch the documentary, there are some horror stories about hormone blockers. This is scary, guys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time.
I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe, punch the like button, and as always, thank you guys and gals for watching our channels and supporting us. Let's talk about insane lunatic leftist Joey Behar of The View. Now we know that's sort of a four horsemen of insanity on there daily during the week. I can't believe people actually watch that utter and complete trash. But they go on there, they lie to the American people on a daily basis. And then you got things like this, where we're supposed to, according to Joe, Joy Behart, just ignore mental health in this country when it comes to the violence we have seen from all of these various shootings. Now, we know mental health is a, if you got any common sense, you know this, mental health is a massive component in all of the violence that has taken place, particularly towards schools, we know this. Um, so, of course, you have to take it into account. Uh, you've got to be mentally deranged to do what you did down in Uvalde. Children are involved. As far as I'm concerned, you've been taken over by the devil at that point. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, something is really, really mentally disturbed there. Joy Behart snaps at Sarah Haynes during a heated gun control conversation on The View. Stop with mental health. Joy Behart is fed up with the excuses for the reasons behind mass shootings, insisting that there is only one cause, the assault weapons used to carry out the crimes. What assault weapons do I keep hearing about? What are these assault weapons? Does anybody know? Is an AR-15, is that what they're trying to claim is an assault weapon these bitches still believe ar means assault rifle they still believe that okay uh it does not by the way um it's always going back to we want to take your guns away Wolfie goldberg came right out and said it the ar-15 they don't want you to have it we must come out take it away from you take it away from you and somehow, some way, I mean, they've even brought the Bible into this, which I think is a big problem in this country. People have gotten disconnected to religion. But look, that's a side rant. We'll get back to that in another video. On today's episode of The View, the co-host snapped during a conversation about conservatives placing blame for mass shootings on mental health, repeatedly yelling at one point, it's the guns, it's the guns, it's the guns. Okay. As the panel discussed the stark difference in responses to mass shootings between political parties, co-host Sarah Haynes said, when guns come up, there are two things that happen. The left goes to the guns, and the right goes to mental health. What I will say is the left at least then proposes legislation on how to solve the gun problem. The right says mental health, and they do nothing for mental health. They take money away from mental health programs. I don't know about that. Most conservatives I know are absolutely on board with making sure we've got the proper uh, amount of uh, mental health treatment in this country. Uh, I think that's a false statement, Sarah Haynes. I really do. Behar shot down Haynes' comments, replying, Sarah, Sarah, we both know, and everybody knows that mentally ill people are everywhere in the world, but this is the only country where they shoot people. That's false, but okay. As Haynes began to defend herself, Behar cut her off completely. Oh, stop with the mental health. It's an irrelevant point. Asshole. Okay. 
Later in the discussion, Behar once again lost her patience with the topic of mental health as conservative guest co-star Tara Setmayer clashed with Whoopi Goldberg. Setmayer argued, even if you remove the AR-15, they can use handguns, pointing to the 2007 mass shooting at Virginia Tech while Goldberg retorted, a handgun does not turn people to dust. <laughs> Have you ever seen so many people talking about guns that no, don't know a damn thing about guns? We're literally sitting back getting lectured about people that have no real experience with guns uh, and in turn don't know how to respect a gun, don't know how a gun is used, don't know how uh, a gun is trained, uh, how people are trained to use guns correctly. It's always people like this just spouting off at the mouth random shit. Liberals love to do that, by the way. Random shit uh, is their argument. Behar interrupted the two and rehashed points made on yesterday's show about a spike in gun violence when gun legislation that first passed in 1994 later expired in 2004. According to the study, NYU School of Medicine, the number of mass shootings in the U.S. was reduced while the ban was in effect. We heard yesterday the statistical information of the time that these things were banned and then what happens afterwards when the ban was lifted, Behar told her co-host. As co-host Sonny Hostin pointed out that mass shooting spiked once the ban and exasperated Behar shouted, it's the guns, it's the guns, it's the guns, it's the guns. While St. Mayor began talking about shootings in inner cities, Behar waved her off and shook her head repeatedly. It's the guns. Okay, so she lost her ever-loving liberal shit. Gotcha. Um, there's multiple things that can be done here to, to, to fix the issue involving schools, I mean, the inner city is its own problem. I mean, look, at this point, places like Chicago, New York, Portland, Seattle, all these places that's got all this drug gang violence, in my opinion, you probably wouldn't want me in charge because I'd send in the National Guard. Hell, I'd probably send in Army Rangers at this point. I just would. Um, look, which can happen if the local government requests said help. They won't do it, right? The governors are not going to do it in those states. Those are Democratic blue states. And um, look, their, their citizens are not safe in those places. Plain and simple. The law and body citizens that are forced to live in those gang warfare neighborhoods are not safe. Period. Now, far as just random gun shootings, you got to be able to recognize what's actually happening. Look, they talked to this guy that did this shooting. Well, right there, you had an opportunity to address an issue and possibly stop something. That something has to be done with that. Also, there needs to be... Look, there's got to be guns on campuses. Teachers, resource officers, preferably ex-military, ex-law enforcement, okay, that aren't afraid to actually learn to use the guns. The teachers, the law enforcement officers already know. Pick them up and actually defend the children. Put them signs out. Hey, you come on this campus... You're going to get blasted, plain and simple, okay? Um, and then, of course, yes, mental health is a major issue in this country. Uh, people that don't need to be out walking the streets don't need to be out walking the streets, plain and simple. If they got a mental issue, if they're unhinged. The other thing, I believe, is social media. You got people that I believe lock themselves in the house and... They have interaction on Facebook. They have interaction on Snapchat, Instagram, whatever. And they truly believe that this is an interaction with real people. 
Okay, I get it. There's other people on the other end, but no. You've got to be able to get outside of your house, talk to people in person, interact with people, because I think it takes people to a dark, deep place when they do not leave their home. I truly believe that. Uh, So there's a laundry list of things. The Democrats don't want to hear any of it. They just want gun control. They they want certain guns taken away. And the thing that gets lost in all of this is, oh, you want us to turn in your guns so you have all the power. Gotcha. Don't want us to be able to defend ourselves. And that's what's lost in this. The ability for law-abiding citizens to defend themselves and their property. But, hell, Democrats don't care about that. They're letting places get, you know, people are stealing, people are assaulting. They're not doing anything about it. So why do they care about your safety? They don't. They don't. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Black and White Network fans, it's probably been about two weeks now since um, the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary School. And folks, if you are a parent that lost a loved one in this, I definitely feel for you. I pray for your family. This is tragic. And nothing that we actually say can probably make it any easier for them. But ladies and gentlemen, it looks like some of the parents here are about to possibly take legal action against the gun manufacturer. And folks, I must say, I don't like this whatsoever. I don't believe that gun manufacturers should actually be sued, but it actually looks like this could actually be the case. Now, when it came to Sandy Hook and that tragedy, something similar happened and the gun manufacturer actually settled with the, uh, the families. I don't like it. I don't like putting the blame on the gun manufacturers, folks. I don't. Have you ever seen when a uh, person has been drinking and driving and they kill somebody because they were intoxicated? Have you heard about any uh, beer company getting sued? No, you haven't. It's the same thing. And folks, the vast majority of people that are actually murdered, it's not actually with guns. It's actually with knives. A lot of people have access to knives. You can go in your kitchen. You can pull out a butcher's knife and stab somebody. Have you ever heard of the knife manufacturer getting sued? No, you haven't. But uh, check this out. Texas school shooting victims take action against gun maker. Not the human. Now, I know that um the person that actually did the shooting is dead. Now the blame is going to be shifted to the gun manufacturer. I am completely against this. It says here, the father of a 10 year old girl slain in the Uvalde, Texas school shooting and a school employee have taken initial steps that could lead to lawsuits against Daniel defense, the maker of the semi-automatic rifle used in last week's massacre that killed 21 people. 
lawyers for Alfred Garza, father of Robb Elementary School student Amari Joe Garza, requested in a letter on Friday that Daniel Defense provide information about his marketing to teens and children. Now, ladies and gentlemen, maybe I'm dumb, but what gun manufacturer is actually marketing to children? I don't get this. And I went to a Daniel Defense's um, website. They sell AR-15s. These things are not cheap. $1,870 here, about uh, $2,350 there, $2,046 there. What child can actually afford this? Now, we know that the person that actually did commit the shooting bought the gun on his 18th birthday and a background check was done. But from what I understand, the background check failed or something like that. Don't quote me on that. This is just something I heard on radio here, but I'm not really sure. But why would they be marketing the children? I just don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense. It says here, quote. We ask you to begin providing information to us now rather than force Mr. Garza to file a lawsuit to obtain it, said the letter. No lawsuits have yet been announced against Daniel Defense steaming from the shooting. Daniel Defense of Black Creek, Georgia, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The 18-year-old Uvalde gunman Salvador Ramos stormed the school on May 24th and killed 19 students and two teachers before he was killed by law enforcement, according to authorities. It says he legally purchased his first gun on his 18th birthday on May 17th. How do you guys actually feel about this? The parents seem like they're about to go after the gun manufacturer. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this whatsoever. Now, maybe I need to find out a little bit more information on how he was actually able to obtain the gun. But the gun manufacturer? No. And by the way, guys, I'm pretty sure that like 95 percent probably higher gun owners are actually responsible gun owners. They are. But this thing now has become so political. Now you got politicians on the left that think all of a sudden that, Hey, we can just um, infringe on your second amendment rights. And you know what? These shootings won't happen. And we know that's not the case because something like 80% of uh, killings with guns, the person actually had the firearm illegally. Gun owners, for the most part, are very, very responsible. I don't like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe I actually said this in another video. Drugs are illegal in this country. Crack cocaine, illegal. You can't go out and buy it legally. But there is a bunch of people that use it on a daily basis. And no law was going to stop that. Just like no law was going to stop this shooting. I hate to say it, but that's just the facts. It wasn't going to get stopped. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of some of the parents actually going after the gun manufacturer? I don't like this. I don't like this whatsoever. I'm not going to blame the gun manufacturer for this. Now, of course, I'm not emotionally involved 
in the Uvalde shooting because I didn't actually have a family member involved. I think that some of these adults are acting off emotion and I get the emotion, but this is definitely wrong right here. This is wrong. This is wrong. I believe the gun manufacturers should actually be protected by this. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video, and I'm absolutely stunned by what we're going to be talking about here in this video. Um, you can't negotiate with the left. The left doesn't believe in having conversations. They believe in activism by any means necessary, including interrupting a church service, because that's what actually happened here in Houston. Everybody knows uh, Lakewood Church. Joe Osteen is the uh, pastor over there, and it has probably the largest congregation in the world. I mean, Lakewood Church used to be the summit where the Houston Rockets used to play. So it is extremely large and it is packed every single Sunday, probably roughly 20,000 people in there. I've actually been there um, a few times. It is gigantic. Well, Sunday a day of church where people just want to go to church, hear the word of God, worship God. The congregation at Lakewood was invaded by left-wing abortion activists. Check this out over here on Fox news. Abortion activists strip doing Joe Osteen church service overturn row. Hell no. These people are out of their mind. The left is out of their mind. It says the activists were escorted from the church igniting a clause from church gores. This was very disrespectful votes because uh, Joe Osteen was actually praying. And then when he was done, a woman got up, stripped and took off her clothes and started screaming. And using a lot of profanity in the church, which is very, very disrespectful. And we have the video clip here, folks. This is despicable. So let's go ahead and play this clip now, guys. It's my body, my fucking choice. Laws against abortion will not stop them from happening. Wielding the Bible as a weapon to control women, women's free choice. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. So now they're praying. I think he's about to preach. Today I will be taught the word. And then she's about to interrupt. Holy confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever living seed of the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. It's my body, my fucking choice. It's my body, my choice. Overturn, go hell. 
Abortion is not essential health care. These people are despicable. Where the laws are coming from. So that you guys know that we're serious and we are not going to be backing down. Destroying lives, millions and millions and millions. Right now, 7 million women and other people of reproductive age are being forced against the will if they were to become pregnant to carry that pregnancy to term. The United Nations, Amnesty International, and all human rights organizations nationally, internationally say that forced pregnancy is a crime against humanity. And right now in Texas, forced pregnancy has been the law of the land for nine months. This causes psychological and physical... Yeah, so that's it, guys. This is pathetic. And chances are these women probably don't have any children. They don't because they don't respect life. They really don't. They don't respect other people's religion. If you're not a Christian, well, you shouldn't go on the attack and attack Christians. This is wrong, man. This is why I believe the left is losing. It is stunts like this. Stunts like this. Why I believe that the left is losing. Nobody is going to respect these women when they do this. You do not interrupt a church service Strip down and think you're actually going to get the attention of these people. Because like I said before, guys, when it comes to the left, you cannot have conversations with these people. These people have no interest in talking to you. All they want to do is yell at you and it's their way or the highway. This is the way that they think. I find this utterly despicable, disgusting. And I hope that a Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi, so-called Christians are going to actually speak out on this and condemn this. This is wrong, folks. This is absolutely wrong. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video. And boy, the Democrats are desperate. They are absolutely desperate because they are projected to get demolished in the midterms. Because the left Democrats, they have went so far left. They have alienated the everyday voter. Just the independent voter. The support for Joe Biden from independents is something like 20%. 
It is atrocious. And what do Democrats do when they know that they can't win? They play the race card. Well, you actually have a black Democrat that is trying to unseat Rand Paul. And folks, this man's going to lose because he is playing the race card. He's going about this whole thing all wrong. Check this out. Democrat Charles Booker wears a noose in a new ad blasting GOP Senator Rand Paul. Democrat Charles Booker is challenging Republican Senator Rand Paul in Kentucky's 2022 Senate race. This man has no shot. And he knows that he has no shot because he would do something this foolish. It's absolutely ridiculous. It says here on Fox News, in a provocative and controversial push, the Democratic Senate nominee who's challenging Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky in November's midterm election wears a noose in a new ad criticizing Paul's past uh, opposition to a measure to make lynching a federal hate crime. But the spot by former uh, state lawmaker Charles Booker makes no mention that Paul later supported an updated anti-lynching bill that is now law. So we're going to watch this ad, folks, and this man is a flat-out liar. And the reason why uh, Rand Paul did not want to go along with the um, the first anti-lynching uh, bill that was out there because he said it was too broad. It could have made pretty much anything like a hate crime, I guess you can say. It wasn't good. But um, we're going to watch the clip. But it says here, Paul in 2020 held up legislation that would have made lynching a federal hate crime, saying at the time he was worried it could be applied too broadly. But the senator went on to co-sponsor the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, which is authored by Senators Tim Scott, who is actually black, and Cory Booker, who is a Democrat and also black. The bill passed the Senate three months ago, and it's now federal law. So he wants to go out there and paint Dr. Rand Paul as some kind of a racist that wants um, black people to be lynched. And it's just not the case. Now, check this out. In this in this uh, so-called ad campaign here. He doesn't make any mention on how he can actually make things better. This is strictly about attacking Rand Paul. Let's go ahead and play this clip, guys. The pain of our past persists to this day. In Kentucky, like many states throughout the South, lynching was a tool of terror. It was used to kill hopes for freedom. Yeah, and there's a bunch of Democrats too, but you're one of them. You're a Democrat. It was used to kill my ancestors. Democrats. Now, in a historic victory for our Commonwealth, I have become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. My opponent, the very person who compared expanded health care to slavery. The person who said he would have opposed the Civil Rights Act. The person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act All from lies. being federal law. The choice couldn't be clearer. Do we move forward together? Or do we let politicians like Rand Paul forever hold us back and drive us apart? 
in November, we will choose healing. We will choose Kentucky. Folks, that was the most ridiculous ad campaign I probably ever saw. That was utterly ridiculous. And this is what Democrats continue to do to this day. To go out to get black people to vote for them. The race griff. That's all it is. I wish black people wake up to this foolishness. Did you see anything in this so-called ad campaign that would actually make things better for everybody else. He just went on the attack for on Rand Paul. He didn't offer any solutions. And this is what Democrats do. They never offer any solutions. They just go out there, play the race grip. You know, hey, Rand Paul, Republican, he's racist. He's racist. Vote for me. That's the solution. And check this out. When it came to 2020, Democrats were saying, you know what? That Donald Trump guy, you know what? He's racist. He was never racist when he was a Democrat, but he's a Republican. He's a populist Republican. Now, now all of a sudden he's racist now. Uh, Vote for Joe Biden. And if you look at the history of Joe Biden, Joe Biden has said a long list of racist things. He was friends with segregationists. This whole race grift thing, it needs to end. It needs to stop, man. This is ridiculous. Democrats, do you have any other ideas besides the race grift? No, you don't. You have no solutions whatsoever. The whole uh, gun thing right now. All you guys want to do is just take away the guns of law-abiding citizens. You're not actually addressing the problem. And this is a thing with Democrats. They never address the problem. Never. Why do you have to go out there and infringe on the rights of law abiding citizens? And in this case, this is nothing more than a fear tactic. Nothing more than a fear tactic. When when Rand Paul has already supported an anti lynching bill that is now law. Written by two black men, a Republican and a Democrat. But you're going to go out there. You're going to continue to race Griff and make yourself look like an utter fool. Charles Booker is not beating Rand Paul in Kentucky. He's not. The whole race hustling thing, man, this needs stand. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe, punch the like button. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching. We're not going to take long here because we've got breaking news in. And Elon Musk looks like he may be moving in a direction away from buying Twitter. Why? We talked about this before. Simply put, Twitter is lying about the number of users active actual real people 
that are on the platform interacting, plain and simple. They misled Elon Musk. It looks like they claimed it was 5%. He thinks it's a hell of a lot more than that from some of the research that he has been doing. He thinks it's more like 20, 25%. I, I've got to be real with you. I've thought it, it was more like 40 to 50% if you want to know the absolute truth of actual real monetizable eyes. And that's what this is all about. He's got to be able to monetize the platform. And if Twitter gets exposed here as lying to how many actual users they've got, they may be, they may be in trouble too. By the way, uh, I did see where I guess the government approved the sale. If there's not a breach here. Okay. And, uh, Twitter has turned into a somewhat different place since Elon bought it. But I do notice, I do notice, it seems like conservative voices may be getting squashed a little bit again over there. And I wonder if that's not got something to do with what's going on here. Elon Musk threatens to end deal with Twitter. This is breaking news. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is threatening to exercise his right, quote, right to not consummate his acquisition of Twitter and a right to terminate the merger agreement. In a letter from his lawyers to Twitter general counsel Vijaya Gotti, Musk accused Twitter of, quote, resisting and thwarting his right to information about fake accounts on the platform calling it a, quote, clear material breach of the terms of the merger agreement. Quote, Mr. Musk reserves all rights resulting therefrom, including his right to not consummate the t transaction and his right to terminate the merger agreement. The letter signed by scattered attorney Mike Ringler says, quote, he says his team would do a random sampling to calculate the number of fake accounts, but the Twitter CEO explained that non-public information would be necessary to get an accurate count. Twitter executives told staff there is, quote, no such thing as putting the deal on hold, as Musk claimed, CNBC reported. In Monday's letter, Musk lawyer wrote that the merger agreement requires that Twitter to provide the data Musk requested and disputed the company's alleged claim that, it is only required to provide information for limited purpose of helping to close the transaction. To the contrary, Mr. Musk is entitled to seek, and Twitter is obligated to provide information and data for or any reasonable business purpose related to consummation of the transaction. At this point, Mr. Musk believes Twitter is transparently refusing to comply with his obligations under the merger agreement, which is causing further suspicion that the company is withholding the requested data due to concern for what Mr. Musk's own analysis of that data will uncover. It continues. Access reported, quote, the bottom line, there is a chance that Twitter will simply accept Musk's assertion that he has the right to withdraw from the agreement. If he tries to do so, things are likely to get messy. And um, so... I'm going to tell you what could also be happening here. Number one, if if there's not nearly as many monetizable eyes, plain and simple, Twitter is not worth nearly what he's trying to pay for it. And he's starting to realize that. He's starting to know that. 
And he's like, well, you'll either let me get this on a better buy or I'm out. Okay. And Twitter now, I think, actually wants the deal to go through. That's what I'm starting to gather from some of the things. Well, he can't, he, he can't come back out of the merger. Well, if they misled him, if they lied to him, because that affects the validation and the value of that property, oh, man, Twitter could be in some trouble themselves, okay, uh, because their property is not going to be worth nearly what they have been putting out there. People have bought stocks, all this thing. By the way, stocks on Twitter plummeted today. They plummeted today because of this news right here. So this works, you know, this is worth watching. As soon as it looked like this thing was going to happen, Twitter turned into a different sort of animal all of a sudden. Because, yeah, the woke mob is still all over the place on there, but boom, all of a sudden, all these conservative voices I that were not coming across my feed were just miraculously showing up interesting i think some people behind the scenes are trying to cover their ass right now Nah, it ain't gonna work we'll see what happens here make sure you hit subscribe peace i'm out till next time black and white network supporters make sure you check out the black and white network merchandise store link in the description use promo code usa first all one word usa first all one word 25 percent off now I'm back. Rudrance for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And as always, thank you guys for watching. We're going to talk about Ron DeSantis. Because Ron DeSantis has come out, and of course, he was at the forefront of not listening to Anthony Fauci's COVID propaganda. We all know that. We lived it. Lockdowns, everything. But Florida was at the forefront of saying, we're not locking down the state any longer. People are going to go back to work. People can come to Florida, enjoy themselves. A lot of people moved to Florida. He also took some steps against the vaccine and making sure that businesses couldn't force vaccines on people. And he took a hell of a lot of heat from that, of course, from the Democrats and the mainstream media. I believe even uh, being called somehow racist because he decided to uh, not force the vaccine on people. But I, that actually was a thing, believe it or not. Well, he's taking some more steps here because the Special Olympics is coming to Florida. That's right. The Special Olympics is coming to Florida, and they have vaccine regulations that they try to put on their athletes. Except Ron DeSantis said, no, not in my state. You're not doing this. If you come to Florida... You better not try to mandate this on Special Olympic athletes. This is Breitbart. Special Olympic nixes vaccine requirement after Florida threatened $27.5 million in fines. <laughs> the Special Olympics nixed its vaccine requirement after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' administration threatened to bury it with $27.5 million in fines. The decision followed a letter sent to the Special Olympics from the Florida Department of Health stating in intention to take action. 
As a result, the Special Olympics reversed its vaccine requirement. And the, quote, Special Olympics announced on June 22, 2022, that it is lifting the vaccine requirement for delegation members attending the 2022 Special Olympics USA Games being held in Orlando, Florida, June 5th through 12th. As a result, by state of Florida officials on May 27th, based on Florida Department of Health's interpretation of Florida law, the organization said in a statement, delegates who were registered for the games but unable to participate due to prior vaccine requirement now have the option to attend. It continued, adding that it, quote, looks forward to welcoming thousands of Special Olympic athletes, families, and fans to the extraordinary 2022 USA Games. That is hilarious. And this is kind of what happened here. Late yesterday, the Special Olympics pulled a requirement. Florida said the vaccine rule conflicted with state law, disqualified Special Olympic athletes from uh, competing based on their vaccine status. State said they heard from athletes and families who complained. Oh, not good. This June, with the Special Olympics, they imposed on athletes a COVID vaccine mandate. If you do not submit and you do not get the COVID vax, you would be denied the ability to compete in the Special Olympics. He said, noting that it caused a lot of athletes out of state to refrain from competing. It caused others to, quote, get the shot, even against their judgment, leading to disastrous consequences. Wow. Wow. Nevertheless, that was the posture we were in, he said, explaining that it prompted his administration to take action and the Special Olympics reversed his de- their decision. This will, this will be the relief to a lot of athletes, although I think we have to acknowledge because it's coming so late. You know, some athletes are not going to necessarily be able to make arrangements to come and participate, he said, adding that they, quote, do not think it's fair or just to be marginalizing some athletes based on the decision that had no bearing on ability to compete in honor and integrity. This is important that we engage in this. I wish it did not have to come to this. I wish this would have been resolved earlier, but I do think that this is something that's very, very important. He said, emphasizing that no one should be targeted on this basis for sure. But to do it, these Special Olympians, to me, was totally wrong. So we're going forward. The governor added, I think this is going to be a fun event. So the governor was like, no, if they're going to compete in Florida, you're not going to target them based on the vaccine. He's still pissed, and I don't blame him, because I'm sure some athletes canceled. Now they can't make it because of this vaccine requirement. So he told the Special Olympics, if you try to force this in my state, I'm going to fine you $27.5 million in fines. This governor continues to not wait. He continues to take action. Yesterday, he nailed the Tampa Bay Rays and vetoed legislation for a $35 million new facility for the Tampa Bay Rays. Why? Because they decided to take their sports platform and speak out against guns. I mean, have you learned nothing from Disney? Really? Disney got political. Rhonda Sanstance nailed you. Tampa Bay Rays got political. Rhonda Sanstance nailed you. Um, he's going to hold these guys accountable, without a doubt. Rhonda Sanstance is sort of a rock star now, without a doubt. 
And he was on with Clay Travis the other day when Clay Travis was done. Clay said he believes Ron is going to run in the primary for president in 2024. We'll have to see how that goes. I'm sure it will depend on what President Trump decides to do. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be talking about Hunter Biden, the son of Mr. Joe Biden, the man that occupies the Oval Office. Hunter Biden is a very, very sick man, a very sick man. And Joe Biden seems to have known all of this. Folks, there's a lot of stuff out there about um, the relationship between Hunter and Joe Biden. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to be talking about today, it seems like Hunter Biden wanted to go into the same industry as one Ron Jeremy. Yeah. And it seems like Joe Biden may have been in the know about a whole lot of things. You know, the big guy. Yeah. Check this out on the Daily Mail here. Exclusive Hunter's search history reveals his obsession with porn and sets fantasies, including 18-year-olds, Lonely Widow, and MILF crack cocaine porn. He uploaded his own amateur videos and texted Pornhub link to phone, listed in his contact contacts as dad. Wow. Now, we know who his dad is. His dad is... Joe Biden. This man is an absolute mess. And guys, how in the hell did he end up on the board of a company overseas? What kind of skills does this man have? Now, when we talk about the big guy, you guys know that story about who the big guy is. You remember 10% for the big guy. This is disturbing stuff, folks. Very, very disturbing here. It says here, Hunter Biden's search, search history reveals an obsession with uh, adult material. Oh, my God. I can't even say it on YouTube. I'm reading this fresh, folks. I can't even read this net sentence on YouTube. That is how disgusting this is. Wow. Wow. The list of searches covers just six days in March 2019 before he broke his laptop, which is the real thing. Took it to be repaired at a Delaware shop and then abandoned it. But it is packed full of revealing and disturbing websites. Dozens of videos on the laptop also reveal Hunter's um, penchant for filming himself. Um, engaging in a whole bunch of other things. And he actually uploaded to adult sites. Joe Biden's son took care not to show his face in his uploaded videos. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. I don't even know. Man. Shockingly, Hunter 
texted a link to a Pornhub page to a phone number he had saved in his contacts book as dad on October 22nd, 2018. However, other texts show he and Joe Biden use each other's phone numbers at various times. So it's unclear whether Joe Biden was using that number at the time. Folks, they share the same phone number. I think it's pretty obvious, folks, that they were sharing stuff. This is weird. Because Jeff is a hunter who had a controversial relationship with his brother's widow. Also repeatedly search this website for videos involving widows. Oh, my goodness. Homemade widow. You know what this says. I'm trying to keep this monetized. The Biden son, who was 49 at the time, searched for adult videos involving. Oh, no, I can't even. Dude, let, let me just go back up here. I, I can't even really show you guys this. Let me let me go back to full screen over here on my end. Maybe I can scroll down here. And kind of see what's going on, because I know that. um YouTube will um, absolutely demonetize this. Yeah, because. There's a picture here of Joe Biden, not Joe Biden, but uh, Hunter Biden here. With a woman on a bed and it looks like a woman smoking something. Unbelievable, man. This is just unreal. This man is into some very, very freaky stuff. Oh, my goodness. Wow. These people hated Donald Trump so much. That, oh my goodness, then I'm glad that I turned away from just having me in front of the camera. Because guys, what I'm looking at right now, absolutely will get the channel struck down. It says here, a profile picture for his account is a picture of two women sitting on him on a bed in a messy room with a small white dog perched on the bed in the background, except they just not really sitting down. If you know what I mean, this man is a hot mess. And this was filmed with, um, the laptops webcam. This is unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I don't even know if this video is going to be monetized. I would not be shocked if this video does not get monetized. I mean, this is some Ron Jeremy on steroids kind of stuff. And Joe Biden seems to have known about this. Wow. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans go to daily mail. You can see it all. I mean, I was shooting this fresh right here, fresh. And I may actually have to go back and uh, cover up some stuff, censor a little bit more stuff than what they already censored. This is insane. The Biden family is corrupt, completely corrupt. 
Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Rodrance for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, hit subscribe, punch the like button, and as always, thank you guys and gals for watching. I did the video the other day when I got up. I saw the news had bro broke overnight that Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, had been arrested for a DUI, driving under the influence. In fact, it was so early in that story, we didn't even know he had had a wreck. Okay, that came out a little later. And now something else has been revealed from Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, his past involving an auto accident in which his brother was killed. This is wild. This is starting to break around the news fair right now. Daily Wire. Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, 82-year-old Paul Pelosi, reportedly killed his older brother, when he lost control of a car that he was driving back when he was a teenager, Paul Pelosi, quote, killed his brother in the early morning, in an early morning car wreck 65 years before his latest arrest for drunk driving. The Daily Mail reported Paul Pelosi was just 16, a high school sophomore, when his sports car flipped over. February 1957 in Northern California. The San Francisco Examiner reported on February 23, 1957 that David John Pelosi quote, was trapped under the light driven by his brother dr trapped under the light car driven by his brother when it flipped over on Skyline Highway a mile north of Crystal Springs Dam at 2.40 a.m. He was dead on arrival at Mills Memorial Hospital in San Mateo. The article continues. The brother, Paul, 16, was also was trapped for a time but managed to struggle free and summon aid. He suffered a broken collarbone. According to a patrolman, Ganey, David warned young Paul as the car neared a tight curve near the dam. This is a bad stretch. Better slow down, the article continues. Paul said... He tried to slow down by shifting gears and lost control. The car veered across the road, bounced back from a small embankment, climbed 20 feet up on another, spun around, somersaulted simultaneously, and ended up upside down on the shoulder with both youths underneath the report concluded. Wow. The Reef Surface News report comes after Paul Pelosi was arrested over the weekend for driving under the influence. Paul Pelosi was charged with driving under the influence late on Saturday night. At the time, the speaker's husband was driving a 2021 Porsche into an intersection near the town of Yountville and was hit by a 2014 Jeep. The AP reported no injuries were reported and the 48-year-old driver of the Jeep was not arrested. Paul and Nancy Pelosi own an estate in Napa Valley on Zinfandel Lane which is valued well north of $5 million. That has a vineyard that nets the couple five to ten, five to 15000 in grape sales per year. That's not a lot. 
An attorney for Paul Pelosi claimed on Monday that, quote, a prior driving offense erroneously attributed to Mr. Pelosi is untrue and likely refers to another person at the same name. This error must be corrected. The attorney continued without elaborating at the time about what false claim. Newsweek reported the statement that Paul Pelosi's attorney appears to, quote, challenge NBC Bay Area's early reporting that Paul Pelosi, according to court records, was arrested on a similar charge four years ago. Pelosi's uh, office responded to the news by saying the 82-year-old lawmaker would not be commenting on the alleged crime. The speaker will not be commenting on this private matter either. So, man, that is absolutely wild. That just days after finding out that Paul Pelosi had a wreck, like I said, at the time we didn't know that. We just knew he was arrested for driving under the influence. He had had a wreck in his 2021 Porsche. Hmm. Figured you'd be driving like a little, maybe Toyota Prius, all electric kind of thing, right? Because you're worried about climate change. Oh, no, a Porsche. Okay. Um, Driving a Porsche, we find out that when he was 16 years old, he was driving a car and killed his brother. That is absolutely wild. Absolutely crazy. By the way, you want to talk about something sinister going on by way of potentially stocks, insider tips, and all that sort of thing, you need to go out there and research Nancy Pelosi, her son, and all of the money that she is making, it is unbelievable. Probably hoping they can buy themselves out of this. Buy a little hush money out there, right? Wow. Killed his brother at 16 years old in a bad wreck. That's crazy. That's absolutely wild. Hit subscribe. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store link in the description use promo code usa first all one word usa first all one word 25 percent off now